Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. There'd be a lot of poop in the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural, lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are the cryptids of the corn. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about. She's a witch. She turned me into a newt. Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible. It's really big mm-hmm. abduction vibes. Holy moly. It sounds like you were abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the From the depths of the Congo, perhaps even your backyard, these creepy crawlies may leave you scarred. If you're afraid of spiders, you may wish to take a walk. You may have it anyways after this little talk. Tonight's not about the small ones that are in your house. No, no, they are much bigger than a mouse. Some are bigger than the mind can contrive. It makes one wonder what they eat to survive. A small dog, perhaps? Or is that merely their size? Might I ponder if they eat extra large flies? One thing is for certain. They are mind-blowing. And the subject has my knees buckling and bowing. Welcome to Giant Spiders. Now to the hosts of the show, the incredible Mr. E, and the Clone King. Ooh, I got goosebumps. That was awesome. The Clone King. That was from Andrew. Andrew, thank you. Andrew, that's awesome. And I know Ben helped. So thank you both, Andrew and Ben. That was awesome. Impressive. It's the only word I got for it. That was better than the stuff we make. (laughs) It was. It was. That was so good. That was awesome. So I guess the subject today is going to be giant spiders, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Specifically, we're going to talk about the Congonese giant spiders. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I thought you'd get a tickle out of it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So once again, us, you know, if you want to do a recorded intro, let us know. Yeah. We're going to take Patreon numbers first, as always. It was like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> I didn't give him any of that, just so everybody knows. Right, he yeah. did all his own. I gave him a very rough thing. Same with uh, uh, Spencer did our first one. I just gave him a very rough idea. Yeah, that's awesome. Because I like to be surprised. 
I, I was and surprised. I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So yeah, we're going to talk about giant spiders of the world. Oh, of the world. We're going to do the Congo and some other ones today. Okay. Because there's a giant spider in Arizona that's seen, and I'm talking cryptid giant spiders, not like, we'll talk about the, you know, like always you'll get your biology lesson. Oh, not like the basketball players that just like look like giant spiders because they're so long and lanky. I didn't know that, I didn't know those giant spider basketball players. But no, like, bowl. a lot of these deep rainforests and swamp have stories of actual giant spiders. Mammoth-sized organisms. I think the only one I know about is the Congo stories. There's a uh, Amazon has a bunch. Hmm. Uh, even Monster Quest was like. Anyways, we're gonna get into it. Okay. So the first part of this episode is gonna be using an article from Mysterious Universe, as always. Like we use a lot of their stuff, or you know, but they did a really nice one on the Congo giant spider. So you ready? Yeah. Many people feel that the na- the natural aversion or revulsion from spiders. Uh, we haven't. I don't know. If we've ever talked about it publicly on this show. So spiders are one of the three genetic fears, right? Uh, where most people are irrationally scared of spiders. It's because in our early ancestry that we lost a lot of members or got very sick from a lot of spider bites. So we have a natural aversion to them. Not everybody. It's the same thing with snakes, right? You know, spiders, snakes, and uh, it's things that look like humans that aren't human, hmm. which is the hardest one to explain. That's the uncanny valley. And then there's lions, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. See, we're not naturally scared of those. Oh, we're not? No. I mean, you've seen kids with big predators. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm scared of them all. I'm scared of them all. I'm not scared of them. Okay. Well, you, I guess I you're just... I fought a tiger this past weekend. <laughs> well, headlocked him into submission. Fought a tiger. Oh, there's our, ne- our next shirt. You you were headlocking a tiger. Punching a Dover demon, headlocking a tiger. <laughs> I said a tire. A I'm tire, so tired. Yeah. I'm so tired, guys. <coughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. The okay. baby's teething for everybody at home to know publicly. <laughs> so it's like back to not sleeping. That's all right. It's, you'll get through it. Yeah. Makes you stronger in the end. So there's just something about these guys that uh, tickle at some primeval nerve, our deepest resources of our brain, that sends some ancient irrational fear and curls us, recoils us, jumping away and reaching for the rolled up newspaper. <laughs> That's not going to work on tonight's guest, though. You're going to need a bigger paper. If you try to step on this thing, it's going to step on you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So how big would you say as a spider would be before you have to run away screaming? Uh, oh. Uh. Like, if you just seen a spider, you just walking around. Oh. And you walked into your house. Like, for example, you, your little living room downstairs. You walk in, and you just see this thing sitting in the middle of the floor. Yeah. How big does it have to be for you to go back out the door? Tarantula. Like, bigger than tarantula. Like, what size tarantula? Because tarantulas range in size themselves. If it's anywhere in diameter, including its legs, like eight inches or over, mm-hmm. that's that's be like enough to be like, okay. If it's big enough to where I can't step on it, then then okay. That's, I don't want to deal with it. So this isn't a spider, but I told you about the roach one time. I worked at a McDonald's. Yeah. I can't name the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, you did tell me this. So everybody yes. at home, I worked at Addy McDonald's. It was not in our hometown, so I'll say that. That uh, was a really dirty one I had to work at maybe when I was in college or something. Uh, so it was so dirty. I had bugs and everything. I, I hated being there. I, I actually stopped going into work. Yeah. I don't think I ever quit, actually. You just stopped, I stopped going. answering calls and stopped going in. Yeah. Uh, I heard we had mice. Ugh. So we'd try to get a broom and, like, dust them out the back door really quick and stuff like that. <laughs> but I heard this. I'm in the kitchen. I hear around this corner this, like, something walking on the floor. It's a tile floor. Yeah. I can hear something walking. And I'm like, okay, it's a big mouse. Around the corner, it's a roach. Oh. I'm like, ugh. 
Ugh. I think that was my second to last day. Yeah, I'd have been done that day. Yeah, okay. So you're saying large tarantula. Big, yeah. Like anything wider than my foot. Yeah. Then I'm just, I don't want to deal with it. Because right. I'm not really – I grew up in our um, – you know, I lived – parents, we had a basement. That's where I played all the time. We had wolf spiders and stuff down there all the time, and those are – most people are scared of those. They're like quarter-sized, a little bigger. Yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bigger. 50 anywhere, cent. Between a 50-cent piece and yeah. a quarter. And people, and I, I've dealt well, with those my whole life. I don't, those aren't don't. actually wolf spiders. Oh, they're not? You know that? We all call them that. Yeah, that's what they're I was garden told. spiders. Okay. Never had a problem with them. They, like, they bite hard. Mm-hmm. They don't really have venom that affects us, mm-hmm. but their bite freaking hurts. Never been bit by one, but like I've dealt with them, like Six shoo po- them off or... So I told you the story of the six-spotted fishing spider. So Zach Alley, if you're hmm. out there listening, I'm telling on you, because we'd get them in a boat. They're huge, and they're yeah. they're a fish eating spider, and they have a nasty bite. Ooh, like you don't know, like you don't get sick or nothing, but it freaking hurts. Hurts, yeah. It's like a bee sting. It's worse. Okay, and it, it it's, it's worse. It's like getting chewed on. No thanks. So he was being all brave and brave, and he's like, "See, I'm not scared of this thing." And then it ran up his arm, started going into his waders. <laughs> We're on a boat. And he's just screaming at me, get it off, get it off, get it off. And I'm about to pee myself laughing. Yeah. Because so, he was <laughs> I'm just giving scared. me and our boss a bunch of crap about, like. Being scared of spiders. Yeah. And then the, <laughs> now he's dancing around mm-hmm. probably. He jump in the water? No. Oh, okay. No, it's full of spiders. It's full of spiders where we were at. Oh, okay. I wouldn't jump in either. No, I just. Yeah. So to me, yeah, I, I wouldn't. It depends on what it looked like. If it was that big and tarantula shaped, I'm not really scared of tarantulas. Right. Same here. So if it was like a big tarantula in the middle of the room, I'd be like. What are you doing, doing in, here? in here? Yeah, shoo. And I'd, I'd put it in a bucket and be like, all right. Yeah. Uh, if it's like the thin, lanky spiders, like yeah. we have harvestman uh, spiders and we have corn spiders here. Uh-huh. They're harmless as well. Yeah. But dear Lord, they look a lot scarier. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, the thin spiders are the ones that scare me. Me too, ex- except for the exception of ultra thin daddy long legs, which are those even spiders? Nope. I didn't think so. Ten legs. Something yeah. Different. All right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the ones we're going to talk about are quite a bit larger, enough to give people nightmares just thinking about it. My dad specifically. Okay. Absolutely terrified of spiders. All right. And my grandpa was terrified of snakes. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about the remote dark jungles of the world. In fact, the equatorial Africa, there are said to be spiders the size of large monkeys or even dogs, which prowl through the darkened underbrush and are night- in our nightmares as well. These spiders, will, which will truly give you nightmares. They're even the bravest of us dart away in terror, and from which you're going to need a lot more than a rolled-up newspaper. That's right. You ready? Yes. Are you, how excited are you? Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Lurking within the thick, nearly unpenetrable jungles and swamps of the most remote parts of the Dominican Republic of Congo, uh, but also Cameroon, Uganda, and Central African Republic, which we're going to talk about some of those guys later. Is enormous ground-dwelling spiders that are named to the region referred to Jabba Fui. Jabba Fui? Yeah. Okay. Uh, or, or Kaba Fui. Okay. And I have a little pronunciation guide for that one. So Kaba Fui. Let's go with that. Uh, Jabba is also correct depending on where you're at. Okay. It's spelled the same way either way. It's spelled with a J oh, in the front. It's just pr- okay. It's pronounced either Kaba or Jabba. Gotcha. Uh, which literally translates to giant or large spider. Jabafuis are said to be reminiscent of a tarantula in both form and color, adults exhibiting dark brown coloration, but a real different is the size. The Congolese giant spiders are said to obtain leg spans anywhere between four to six feet. Four to six feet. Legs? Leg spans. 
So, you know, they're spread out. Taller than me. Wait, yeah. that's like one leg is that long? No, the whole like leg to leg. Like oh, long okay. ways. Still, that's bigger than me like laying down. So if you made a circle out of them. Right. Six Four foot s- diameter. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, they're, they're, they're very common in some of these areas that they go hunting. Uh, they're said to eat everything from birds, jungle antelope, uh, like the dick dick, uh, monkeys, various reptiles, and they even make traps in elaborate patterns of web spun in trees devour upon it so they pounce upon prey uh they s- form sallow depressions by camouflage leaves and manners in which they use like a trapdoor spider mm-hmm. these things are terrifying now are so th- they're said to eat everything so let me explain that again yes they make mazes in the rainforest of giant webs to kind of funnel prey towards them yeah and then they'll even make these little not pitfalls but they make these little holes where things trip if they're running yeah and they come up and grab you that's terrifying are yeah. these things, uh, before we go too far, are these actually, like, real, like, sign, proven, I guess, no, by science? No, these recorded? are cryptids. Okay, cool, cool. Just making sure. Yes, yep. There's anything in the Congo. Is a cryptid. Yeah, but we, and we've talked about large species of snake being discovered in the Congo and right. stuff like that. And yeah. The Congo is the only rainforest on the planet missing its large snake. Okay. Okay. I thought you were going to say the one in Australia, too. No, they have their large snake. Okay, gotcha. No, this the Congo is the only one missing its large snake species. Okay. Probably, it's probably not. It's just probably much more secretive than the Amazon one. And it they hasn't been... Anacondas are extremely secretive animals. Right, yeah. It's just they're big. Uh, so reports from missionaries in the region and natives have suggested that spiders are even known to kill humans on occasion, and their venom is extremely potent, which is illustrated by old reports in the jungle uh, being choked African interior for porters and tribesmen scrubbing or scrambling to the giant spider bites in short order mm. so yeah if you get bit by this thing it's not good even right. if it doesn't eat you right yeah ready for some stuff yeah any, any thoughts so far uh just this is nightmare fuel see this isn't very scary to me because everything so far sounds like if you see the big webs you know what you do <laughs> don't go that way turn around yeah yeah this seems to really be a problem for people that don't know what they're dealing with right 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 now, yeah, I know you say that. Yeah, this don't seem that scary to me, but I guarantee you. I mean, if that thing, if you open up your curtain into your closet here, if it's a jump scare, is one thing. <laughs> I know, but you just see it. Let's but just I, say you see it. Danny Desquanko in the studio jump scares me, well, and true. he's not scary. It's true. <laughs> true. Jump but, scare is different because yeah. it's just something you're not expecting to see there. That's there. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, if exactly. there's a dog in that closet, and I open it up, it's gonna freak or me out. That okay? Let me let just pose the question you posed to me earlier. You know, I walk into my house and my living room downstairs, and there's this thing sitting in the middle of the room. But see, it's all about context. Yeah, true. You're not in the Congo rainforest. <laughs> Which, yeah, I get. I, to me, that's even more scary. No, but you're expecting to see weird big animals. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, in your house, you're not expecting to walk around the corner and there'd be a six foot spider. Yeah, no, that that's would, different. I would probably crap my pants. All right, so explorers, missionaries, natives have long told stories of seeing these massive spiders in the death of the African jungles. Perhaps most reports of the Jabba, I already got, Jabba-fooey. Kabba-fooey, Jabba-fooey. Jabba-fooey, Gabba-fooey. It's all fooey to me. Are into the spotlights or cited by, made by the regionals in the Margotine Lloyd. Reginald, sorry. Reginald Margotine Lloyd in 1938. The Chronicle by Ritz cryptozoologist George Earnhardt. So this is Margaret, this is the Lloyd's encounter, and it's, in, it's been transcribed by George Earnhardt. Okay. According to the count. The Lloyds were being explored in remote regions from what was known as now the Belt, or what was known at that time as the Belgian Congo. Because for some region, 
Belgian just claimed the Congo. <laughs> I think. Do you I remember just, that? I don't remember that, but oh, wait, did we talk about that? Uh, we've talked about that in some other like, okay. history stuff with like the giant snakes and stuff like that. Belgian just is like, this is ours now. And yeah, it causes a lot of problems. Um, that's just kind of what Europeans do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like oh, you guys live here, but we're under new management. Right, we're the managers here. <laughs> so. Uh, so it's in the bed of the car. They spied a dark shape skirting from the underbrush across the road in front of them. So they're in a car. I think they're in a car. I'm not sure. At first, the couple thought it was merely some sort of cat or monkey. Have you watched the Monster Quest one? This story is in the Monster Quest version. Okay. They literally, it's a giant. They think it's like a big monkey crossing the road. Uh, so yeah, or some other sort of common jungle animal. When they stopped their truck to avoid hitting it, and they let it pass, is when they become apparent, they're horrified explorers, that the creature was, in fact, a gigantic spider, which promptly had a leg span of at least five feet. Before either of the startled wit- eyewitnesses could get their camera out or really overcome their shock of seeing this nightmarish sight, the spider was already scampered into the thick brush on the other side of the road, and, the tr- and they were just gone. Mrs. Lloyd was reported to be so upset by the incident, she demanded that they return to their homes in Rhodesia at once. <laughs> Turn around. Take me home, Reginald. <laughs> the spiders are gigantic. Let's 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 have our oh wait were they let's have our servants draw me a bath. <laughs> they weren't slaves; they were servants in the sixties, right, yeah. or the thirties. Whenever they were servants, sure. Big difference because they could leave willingly. Yeah, in a body bag. <laughs> Another report of a giant spider came from Uganda during the eighteen nineties when an English missionary named Arthur Sims. <gasps> I wonder if this is Daryl's great-grandpa. Might be. Yeah, that makes sense. Was exploring along the shorelines of Lake Nisa. As Sims and company were trekking along, several of his uh, porters allegedly became hopelessly entangled in a network of webbing that was hanging from the ground that was too strong to break by any means they possessed. It is not long before this, the two giant spiders with lake spans of at least four feet across pounced upon them, ensnaring the men and bit them uh, before Sims was able to drive them off with his pistol. Moments after getting bitten, the porters uh, were reported to have become very feverish and delirious. Their extremities swelled, and they uh, death followed very shortly after. Mm. So it's what toxic, extremely venomous. Yeah, a oh, venomous. Wait, is toxic venomous? Same thing, right? Venom is a type of toxin. Okay, gotcha. But toxins not all venom. Right, right, right. Okay. So uh, yeah, so these guys are walking. His porters. So you know what a porter is. Uh, it's the people that, uh, well, what is it? Just tell me. It's like the guys that move the boats across these like shallow, like portage. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, they're porters. They do that. Okay. They, they, it's basically locals. He's paid to move his boat. So he doesn't have to. Gotcha. Uh, so they get entangled so hard in these webs. They're like almost leg snares on the ground. And keep in mind, spider silk is one of the strongest natural occurring stuff on the planet. Right. It just happens to be very small. Mm-hmm. So if we had a very large spider, this actually makes biological sense to me. The integrity, because we use it for tensile strength stuff. Man, yeah, like fishing line and stuff like that. Don't they? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I'm trying to think. I think Madagascar actually uses it to catch like six foot long fish with spider line. Yeah, I know they I make think spider Madagascar. I'm trying to remember. Okay, I know they make spider line. Or that's that's a fish. company that doesn't use actual spiders. Oh, well, maybe. Spider yeah. Wire is a different company. Oh, okay. But no, Madagascar actually collects, because uh, I've seen Jeremy Wade do it, they collect spider string or spider and, web. And they spin it. And they spin it and make fishing lines out of it. Right, And they yeah. catch like six foot long fish with Maybe it. Maybe that's what, yeah, I think that's what I'm talking about. Because I think I've seen it on Jeremy Wade or whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, so that's the Madagascar, okay. I believe. So Africa, 
Right. Uh, but off the coast. Hop, skip, and a jump away. A big so, jump. If these are really large spiders, the men not being able to get out of these webs makes sense. Makes sense to me. Yeah. And they're really low. So this is a little bit different description. It's like they're like a couple foot from the ground at max. So it's like a ground spider, yeah. perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. And they may be normally, if you think about it, they may Which, be hunting small mammals. Normally. I was going to, yeah, it makes sense. Like if you're that big, rabbit size, cat size, monkey yeah. size things. You're not going to be catching like, I guess if you were in the trees, you'd be eating birds and stuff like that. So like if you watch trap door spiders, for example, like feeding videos and stuff like that, like occasionally a giant scorpion will walk in it, something they have no chance of taking out. Mm -hmm. And they'll still jump on them. And then normally the scorpion will just grab them and cut them in half. And it's just, just reaction. It's just reaction. Yeah. So that could be what's happening here. And they bit, and then they were scared off. Right. Uh, also, a lot of tarantula venom is not potent towards humans. It can make us very sick. I don't think there's been many of any fatalities except allergies, which are a little different hmm. from tarantula venom. Mm -hmm. These guys have a lot of venom, though. Mm -hmm. You got to keep that in mind. That their venom sacks would be humongous compared to their, you know, more traditionally sized cousins. Okay. So just like. Just with snakes and stuff like that, the more the more large you are, the more venom you actually have to pump into a target. Makes sense, yeah. You wouldn't have these big teeth or big fangs and these mm -hmm. tiny little, you know, venom sacks behind it. That it's got to be proportional. So there are also accounts of giant spider sightings in several other expeditions in the region in search for other cryptids, hmm. like saurians. What? Saurians. What are saurians? Dinosaurs. Oh no! Mokelly and Bembe. I know, but we it's know not a dinosaur. But exactly, it's just you know not a dinosaur. So uh, there's such expeditions have heard stories from the natives of the job of uh, Fufi or Fui. Sorry, when I I got away from the area where I had the pronunciation next to it. <laughs> They're just called the. I think he said Fui. Kaba Fui. Kaba Fui. Yeah. So the Kaba Fui. Uh, where they saw themselves. So these guys went out for expeditions looking for Mokele and Bimbe and saw these giant spiders pretty regularly. Um, so uh, naturalist and cryptozoologist William J. Gibbons was able to even get a glare of more detailed information about these creatures on one of his many expeditions to the Congo searching for the Mokele and Bimbe. In various conversations with local tribes, it soon became apparent that they did not, or they not only did the natives know of these giant spiders, uh, they'd seen them on a fairly regular basis, they had a good deal of knowledge about their behaviors and life cycles. Oh, sweet. For instance, the eggs of these spiders were said to be white or a pale yellow and around the size of a peanut. Oh, that's not that big. Yeah. And they were laid in clusters wrapped up in webbing and underbrush, in which they were widely avoided by those who came across them. Uh, yeah. Because tarantulas, let's say this is an actual tarantula species, very protective of offspring. Unlike some spiders you kind of abandoned, mm -hmm. spiders are kind of weird because mm -hmm. like some of them are extremely good parents. And some are just the worst. Abandoning. Yeah. Uh, they were when newly hatched young spiders were said to be bright yellow in coloration with purple abdomens. Whoa. And which is another very common tarantula trait. The offspring often being a very wildly different color than the adults. Okay. Uh, but yeah, and gradually become darker brown as they mature. They prefer the method of hunting in which they are laying an ambush of prey, weaving in the series of webs and underbrush and trees for either the side of a game trail laying in wait in a ditch covered in a pile of leaves woven together in their webbing and are said to remain pretty much stationary. Uh, so they said that these almost look like pygmy huts. Keep in mind, this is the language of the day. Right, right. So uh, pygmy huts. They said that you would, if you've seen these little leaf structures these things would make to hide in yeah. on the side of these trails, they look like pygmy huts and don't go near them. It's got a giant friggin' spider in there. Mm -hmm. These things eat pygmies as well. Well, they, I was going to say, they pygmy... 
people live in the Congo. Yeah. It's been I've seen the pic, the pictures. There's the Saharan pygmies and then there's the uh Congo pygmies, the mm-hmm. Congolese pygmies. And if you ever want to learn more about them that uh there's that dude I He's think, on Joe Rogan all the yeah, time. Yeah, David Choi, I think mm-hmm. his name. He talks about him. He had pictures of him. pretty pretty neat. So the natives claim that the venom of the spider is powerful enough to bring down a full-grown man in seconds. Interestingly, Gibbons was able to learn that the Jabafui was a co- or was once been common and had unfortunately had a habit of sometimes building their nests near human settlements. Mm. But they had become more rare over the years, suggesting that their numbers were perhaps dwindling, being driven off by the habitat encroachment and further in the depths of the jungle. Mm, that makes sense. And so Gibbons was able to track down encounters these giant spiders in a steaming jungle uh, abil- or in, of Africa as recent as 2000. Oh, that's really recent. Mm-hmm. Okay. When he heard that the chief of the Baca tribe, uh, j- they said the Jabafui built their nest near their village in the wilds of Cameroon. Gibbons informed that very intriguing, not only from its details, but was also be, uh, just, uh, because they were able to domesticate the tribe in the area and saw the Jabafui was a very real flesh and blood creature in a part of the world. So they were saying that they were finally starting to talk to these tribes mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, they're, they're, they're all go over there. Right. There's yeah. probably one in that bush over there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go kick it. You want to see one. Uh, where was I? So they said, they also detailed descriptions of job before life cycle. Uh, where was I? Okay. Mentioned their job before life cycle and their eggs and change of color from juveniles and adulthood. Also, Suggesting that the natives of the giant spider were not merely some scared spirits or reviled creatures of myth, rather regular and actually dangerous jungle creatures. So he met this other people way far away, a whole different uh, country, and they described the eggs almost the exact same. Mm-hmm. They described the young being the same color and changing into a dark brown as an adult. So it gives it some credence. Yes, to it's, it's very much a flesh and blood thing. Legitimacy, that's mm-hmm. the word. The description of the spider is so matter of fact that it seems to be no attempt of the natives are pro- trying to play a part up as attributes of the spider, and seems that like it's any other animal around their jungles. The normal life cycle of a real organism. Besides the fact that there's no such spider has been documented by science, seems there's no reason to assure, assure that they would not be laying in such a thing of these landmarks of the econoc- or, uh, unknown animals. And basically, ugh, sorry, known by the natives and locals, but not typically yet formally recognized at other sites of science. Mm. Does this sound like anything else in this area? McKellie and Bimbe? The Okapai. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Recently discovered. Everybody's like, yeah, they exist. They're rare, but they're out there. Right, yeah. And that's a 14-foot tall giraffe thing. Is that tall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't look that tall in the pictures. Yeah, eight foot of the shoulder, remember? Uh, that's right. Um, yeah, and that's... I mean, we have photos of them. We just did an episode on them on Freaky Fauna. So the problem with these tales of such colossal spiders prowling in African jungles is it's not the site are a few and far between, and they're no mostly by native accounts, nor even that the, there's not really physical evidence of these things. So the major problem with the Jabafui, or indeed the reports of any giant spiders in the world, is there has been uh, some of their physiology. So this is where we're going to start branching off. Okay. Uh, because this article is a little older and kind of talks about some of these problems with giant arthropods. Mm-hmm. We've addressed several times in the show already. The big thing is that arthropods, the old theory was arthropods can't get big. Don't say it says this in that article. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No way. Keep this from 2017, though. That's that's only six years ago. So they, it's talked about giant <laughs> arthropods not being able to get large because of the respiratory system. 
Which we now know is probably not factually correct. No, but they're going to spout it out still like it is. Because it's uh, why more oxygen in the environment did help arachnids and other arthropods get larger. For sure. It seems to be more that competition limited their factors. Hmm. Like we speculated, what, in the giant centipede episode. And we didn't even speculate that. That was from other places. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so what do you think about these giant spiders? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I mean, the... the, the uh Leroy's or Ledroy's or whatever from the beginning. That's probably the most famous account. Okay. And the like, Monster Quest plays that one up a lot and stuff like With that. With it running across the road mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, it's the Congo. Everything's bigger and scarier. And I don't know. Everything's just bigger there, it seems like. And it's the Congo. You know, it's so undiscovered or so unexplored. But what kind of bothers me about some of this stuff is like, yeah, the locals know about it and stuff. But science... Science hasn't confirmed it yet, guys. So it's not real because science says, and I am the science, and you got to listen to the science. Eh, Get to a point. There is no point. Science, the science bothers me about some of this stuff, but it's the Congo. To be fair, with the Congo, the same problem with Mokelium Bembe we talked about in our Mokelium Bembe episode is it sometimes, uh, these people understand they need to put on a show for these explorers because yeah. they get stuff out of it. For sure. Like McKellie and Bembe, the dinosaur thing. Mm-hmm. Like McKellie and Bembe didn't have a tail forever until everybody started showing them pictures of dinosaurs. Which is like sauropods. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that's what they want us to say. Yeah, that's what McKellie and Bembe looks like. Right, yeah. Yeah. Cheap. They're cheap. They're cheap dates. So that's <laughs> maybe what's happening with these giant spires <laughs> no, I was I, getting at. I agree with that, yeah. I To a certain extent. And then, so let's talk about some big spiders. So we're going to skip over the, the arthropods don't get big because of the lack of oxygen. Right. And it looks like evolutionary, they would have just kept up with their size and evolved to have better respiratory systems. If it wasn't for stuff taking over after them. Right, exactly. Stuff that reproduced faster, stuff that had faster metabolisms and just got bigger quicker. Mm-hmm. Filled their niches yeah. where they could. Just ex- wiped, that's more likely what wiped them out. This would be an area, though, where a giant spider could definitely take hold. And there already are some giant spiders that took hold. Just not this size. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about some really big spiders. That are documented. Yes. Okay. The, li- the biggest one's live today. Cool. Now I'm going to go back and about some other arthropods. Uh, so the largest known spiders today are the Goliath bird eaters. Yeah, I know these guys. Several species. Uh, they often have a leg span up to a foot to 14 inches. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, about that big. That's I'm yeah. showing everybody the podcast listeners <laughs> at home. Yeah. Yeah, uh, just in your mind, just imagine it, you know, about being about this big. About uh, So about a well-sized dinner plate. Yeah, there you There's go. There's also dinner plate spiders, which are a different thing. <laughs> Not to be confusing to people. Like the Goliath bird either has owned its earned its name. It eats birds, mm-hmm. including parrots and some small macaws. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about. Um, I think I seen these guys first on that, uh, what was it, the Planet Earth show? Mm-hmm. I think that's where I first learned about these guys. But the biggest spider by leg span living today is the giant huntsman spider, which has one up to 16 inches. Ooh, I got to look up a picture. 
Uh, they're not as ferocious looking as a tarantula. Right, okay. But they would scare me much more than a tarantula would. Huntsman's, mm-hmm. you said? Okay. So, let's get into some stuff. Let's. I want to talk about coconut crabs. Can we talk about coconut crabs? I like coconut crabs. Can we talk about coconut crabs? Let's do it. You sure? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. I'll allow it. So, people don't understand how big a coconut crab is. They're big. And they're an arthropod. Here's my big thing. They are an arthropod that has a different respiratory system than conventional arthropods, terrestrial arthropods. So these are an aquatic arthropod that came back onto land. Okay. Uh, so they have a different respiratory system. And they're just so big. Coconut they're just crabs? so big, yeah. Yeah, they get massive. So they weigh up to nine pounds. That's our, some of our biggest ones today. There's, there's some pieces of ones we think were up to 14 pounds. And the biggest specimen we have today is three and a half feet across. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like good eating, though. And they eat people. If what? It, yes. Remember, we've talked about this. Alive? Oh, no, no, no. Not alive. Right? Or oh, they will, won't they? They will. If you can't get away, yeah. if they break your leg, so the big coconut crab can actually crack a femur. That's crazy. The hardest bone in the human mm-hmm. body. And they'll just sit there and go, you know why they're called coconut crabs? Everybody Don't thinks they-, they hang on trees and they look like coconuts. No, it's because they'll just sit there and they just crack a coconut it's in their cool. claws. Yeah, it's like just it's nothing. insane. They go, it's, you almost hear the hydraulic press. Like, I was just going to say that. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a hydraulic Their little beady eyes looking at you are just like... So, anyways, what I'm getting at, I don't think they're six feet across, personally, these ones in the in the Congo. Okay. I think they're closer to four. Okay. I Still, think they're pretty much on par with the larger coconut crabs. Okay. And coconut crabs are very slow because they're much heavily armored. Yeah. I don't think these guys are as heavily armored. Except they look like that huntsman spider... I mean, I, they don't have armor. I'm just saying they look like big. a tarantula. Yeah, okay. So tarantulas are still pretty lightly built comparatively. Mm-hmm. You know, their exoskeletons are nowhere as thick. No, right, agree. Uh, so coconut crabs get three and a half feet wide. Mm-hmm. And right now, our, that's the three and a half foot wide one was nine pounds. And we have pieces of one that may have been 14 pounds. Man. Let's say four feet wide. Yeah, that's a big boy. Everybody look at pictures of them hanging up on trash cans and stuff like yeah. that. People got to lock their trash cans because they'll sit there and they'll start ripping them apart. It's crazy. You ever seen that video of the metal trash can? It's like cutting through it like it's wire snips. I don't think I have. It's like, as it's going through this metal trash can. That's crazy. And this guy's trying to hit it with a broom. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's what I think. There may be, and we'll get to other stuff, but there may be giant spiders out in the the Congo. But I'm just using the coconut crab to show you arthropods get this big. Right. They're not. This isn't like this article at the end kind of makes it seem like arthropods can't get this big anymore. How close? They, they do get this big. How close are crabs to spiders? I mean, they're, not. They're not close? Arthropods are a very large group. Okay. Specifically, coconut crabs aren't even related to other crabs very closely. Really? Yeah, they're, uh, they're decapods. Okay. I don't. Ten limbs. Ten limbs, okay. So four legs. Like, and like the... you ever seen Moana? I have not, actually. So Tamatoa. Which is the tur- what the turtle is named after out okay. on the front porch? Is the giant coconut crab? That's the one of the deep sea monster. Okay, and uh, he says, and one of the lines, you can't expect a demigod to beat a decapod. And then he looks at the screen and he winks and he says, "Look it up," because the coconut crabs are decapods. Mm. They have ten legs. He broke the fourth wall. Uh-huh. Uh. I love fourth wall breaks. Yep. So, what do you think so far? I mean, I'm with you on that. Like, you got your example with the coconut crab right there with arthropods. So, it's so biologically ruling this out as an impossibility, which some you know biologists, scientists like to do, because it makes them right. If my only big problem with the them 
the Congo is a relatively new rainforest as far as history is considering. Okay. Keep in mind it was recently Savannah. Okay. So just same thing with the Amazon. Mm-hmm. We look at a lot of the species. It's new. It's called evolutionary radiation. A bunch of species very close related that look very differently because they, a bunch of niches were made available Opened, really quickly. Yeah. Right. Uh, so the problem is, is that these giant spiders did exist, but how could they survive into modern day? There's not a lot of gaps. This big spider could not survive in the open. Right. Because once once something the size of a baboon can get a hold of them, they're all dead. Oh, they're going to rip their legs off. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, they're not tough. Big. Like, as far as considered as, you know, being in the open. Big they're eagle, tough underbrush. Big eagle swoops yeah. down, just scoops it up. So I'm going to talk about the largest spider ever, at least that we've identified as a true spider. Okay. Uh, Mega Archina cervivula. Oh, that guy. Is a primal carbonaceous del... Baja de Velocity Formation in Argentina. Uh, it had a... I looked this up the other day, and now I forgot. Will you look up millimeters to inches? Oh, okay. Yep. So it's the largest spider ever known to live the Earth. And when I say this, I mean true spider. True terrestrial spider. Because if you look up largest spider ever, you get a lot of sea spiders that aren't spiders. Okay. Uh, you ready for this? Yes. 339 millimeters. 339 millimeters is... 13.3 inches. It's how big the body is of this thing. Oh, okay. So it had a, a leg span of about three feet, four feet. Okay. So pretty close to some of the smaller accounts. Gosh. See, that's one of the ones I would, if it was in my living room, I'd just turn around and walk I away. I mean, look at the body of this uh, Mar- or this ancient spider. Their bodies are humongous. They're almost like turtles, like the turtle Gosh. Shell. And then they have these big, thick legs, and they're low to the ground. Yeah, that's, yeah. I would need either a, a ladder and two... Big pairs, like oversized red wing boots, to deal with that one. So these are a really ancient order, and they were quickly replaced by other species of spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these guys didn't stick around. They didn't work very well in their time either. Like they got outcompeted very easily. Yeah, uh, they were too big to be a good small game predator, and too small to be a large game predator. And they just kind of got pushed out. They didn't have anywhere to go. So I'm just using this to show you that there were giant spiders. Right. I don't think this was surviving any day. This is one of the weird ones for me because it's so ancient. Mm-hmm. And the Congo wasn't a rainforest forever. Like, for, So I really think it's a re-evolved spider at least. Yeah, just something filling the niche. Yeah. So let's talk about what happens. Like what, what what's happening? What's causing these things? Oh, okay. I don't have a lot of encounters because a lot of it's like the natives, he said, she said, no stories. Right. Besides the, the Leroy's one. Right. You need, you need like, photo evidence if you really yeah. want to. Yeah, I get it. So what happened? What, what's causing this thing? Hmm. Any thoughts? I have a bunch for you. I mean, I just think it's the Congo, one. So <laughs> let's just say a giant spider re-evolved in the Congo. Right, yeah. It's the Congo. Specifically a giant spider, you know, one of these tarantulas or even a huntsman or some other off-branch spider evolved to get big. Right. You know, it took advantage of the underbrush, and it seems to be a, a apex predator in its area. Once again, we're talking about the Congo. Where large new species are discovered all, all the, time. the time. All the time. So what do you think about that one? Where are you going to place it? On board for that. I'm just 100% on board with that being a possibility. What about time slips? So this is kind of one we brought up with some of these other prehistoric creatures. Especially in the Congo. Yeah, literally. Yeah. It, there's these time portals or these little fractures. Primeval was the show I bring up every time we talk about these. To where literally prehistoric and even some future animals it does would a good pop job. up. Is it of doing showing, a good oh, job yes. of explaining that? Yes. Okay. It even connects ley lines into it. Oh, your favorite. 
And what it just shows is it's just like where these points meet is like little access points where the energy builds up and sometimes a door opens. I can see that though. And here's my thing with ley lines, and I've said it before and I've said it, I'll say it again. Every there's several different ley line maps, and you can draw lines to connect any of these ancient structures. You can make any of these maps however you want it. Right. Because everybody that talks about ley lines does. To me, there's not a strategy to the ley line development. I just want to connect all of these big structures on earth and be like look all these ley lines connect yeah because you connected the dots right exactly i yeah. can do that too mm-hmm. but anyways sorry time slips these are actually a prehistoric species of spider from like the giant arthropod period and there happens to be these little doors in the congo where they slip out every once in a while i mean i can't rule it out but if if that were we do know the congo is weird and so these things it could be possible but if it were possible and they escaped in here, it's a perfect place for them to make their home. Like, uh, it's a good habitat for them to survive. So, if it happens and they're still there and they're survived from it, sure, it could be. Now, if a, a portal opened up in the middle of the desert and this spider came out, probably ain't making it. Well, we're going to do Giant Spiders Part 2 eventually. Yeah. Because the one in the Amazon, I have a lot more stories for. And the ones out west of North America. Oh, boy. So you may be a little wrong in your desert thought. I'm just saying this one in particular. Nah, I don't know. Okay, if a portal opens up in Antarctica, or a portal opens underwater. We covered it in our Antarctic episode. Those are, we those, literally have a t-shirt. Those are crab spiders. Spider crabs, like crab people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Time slips. I just put it in there for all these prehistoric creatures that kind of pop up, blips. Yeah, right. Uh, here's one for you. People are just wrong about the size. They're just mis misjudging it's big because people are naturally scared of spiders Mm -hmm. so what if there's because goliaths are from the amazon and the huntsmans i believe are from australia so there's some big spider species out here but there's not like a truly big one let's say there's just a normal species the size of a goliath spider or a dinner plate spider about their size same as those other two and people just see this and their fears blow it out of mind we've talked about this stuff even with the mothman and stuff like that right yeah you know they did experiment when you're scared and it's fast your brain, and people aren't doing this on purpose. No, your brain. Your brain does this. It makes, makes, it makes it scarier, so you want to get away faster. Right. So what if they're seeing a normal giant spider, which is, you know, kind of an oxymoron, but a normal-sized hmm. giant spider. Right. You know, it's still this 12 inches, you know, 14 inches range, and they're like, holy crap. It's a f- eight-foot. That's an eight-foot monster. Or a four-foot spider. Right, I know. Over-exaggerating. You know, but... It happens. Right. Oh, for sure. And we talked about the giant centipedes and stuff like that, that, where we do think they're truly large, but there may be some exaggeration mentally that pops up with this. Some fisherman stories. I think this is a mixed thing so far. I kind of am a little bit of one and a little bit of three. Where there's a giant species evolved. I don't think it's I don't think it's quite four or five feet. You're not on team time slip? No. Personally, no. (laughs) Yeah, me either, really. But I think that people are seeing maybe a two-foot spider and making it a four-foot spider by the time they get home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, for sure, because we know what happens. I got a weird one for you next. Or what do you think of that? Give me your percentage. I'm on that. I, you know, That's still just as much as the first one for me. Which was? A 100% possibility. Okay. Like, and, and a time slip, you know, it's just small, but it's just small, but you can't rule it out. You can never rule it out. So what if this thing... Is partially aquatic. Okay. So it's almost always seen in rainforest and wetlands. And that's why it's been so longly not discovered. 
is it's living in the water a partial amount of the time. Under underwater. Mm-hmm. Now, did, when you talked about at the beginning of those water spiders that crawled up Zach's arm, went to sleep. They did, dive. They dive to fish. They do. They go mm-hmm. underwater. <sighs> but in this part of the world, our other arthropods have evolved to do the same thing. Oh no! The only semi-aquatic scorpion is found in the Congo. Oh no! And they think it, it's partially because it's so likely to flood. These scorpions had to evolve this or go extinct. And these are right. giant forest scorpions. How, I was just saying, how big are these scorpions? Pretty large, bigger about the size of your hand. Okay. And what they'll do is they'll they will just they'll walk right into the water. Like they can hold their breath for extended periods of time. But their skin breathes in the oxygen that's not much near. They're going to drown and choke. So do they I hold sound, their breath. Do I sound like a yeah. biologist or from sure. modern Smithsonian biologist? Mm-hmm. So what if these things are large? And why they're so hard to find is they're literally living in little puddles in wetlands. Oh, yeah. I mean, if the scorpions are doing it there. So I just use that as another arthropod. So spiders and scorpions are kind of related. Yeah. You know, semi-closely. No, I mean, or- arthropod living in the Congo. But arthropod is, I don't like that word because it's a it's big, big group. Because yeah. there's arthropods in the bottom of the ocean. But, I mean, it could. it's not like a mammal or a bird we're talking about. Yeah. We're talking about arthropods. You know, they're yes, they're very different. But still, that... Class, yeah, right. Okay, clade, clade. It's that clade, right? What's the difference? Clade wasn't part of the genus, family, species list thing. I don't remember. Clade's big, right? Yeah. Either way, either way, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That if that scorpion's the the one in the Congo is the only one that they know that does that, that they know of. Uh, Yeah, of these, what are traditionally uh, seen as traditional terrestrial arthropods. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, so, so there's a couple other scorpions. Like, there's one in uh, in Asia that does something kind of similar, mm-hmm. but they're like it just it's weird. This one has chose to do this. It looks like right. it'll just turn around and walk into a puddle. Right. Yeah. It'll just be like, all right, peace out, Girl Scout. So if that could learn it and do it, and then so this could no be why they're spider. hard to find. Yeah. This could be why that they, you know they've avoided detection for so long, and the stories, the sightings are so intermittent. I was about to say, I mean, how often are you sticking your head in a puddle looking for stuff, but then it's you and uh, often all the time, all the time flipping rocks. I wouldn't do your, it in the Congo. You're flipping rocks with your nose looking for salamanders. I wouldn't do it in the Congo. I don't know. I think your instincts would be like, go that log. There's got to be a salamander in that puddle. Yeah, and you flipping stuff in a big not many spider salamanders jump. in the Congo. You'll the find them. Spiders. You'll find them. Uh, and here's my one for you. What if these aren't spiders at all? What are they? Well, they're not Earth creatures whatsoever. Aliens? Interdimensional. Nah. So these are like, because uh, it's weird, because we've talked about some of these creatures that are over the years, but interdimensional creatures. Right. A lot of them are spider or squid shaped, and it may just be a really good shape to investigate an environment. Okay. So what are these are in little inter- like pocketed interdimensional creatures, and they're, they roughly look like tarantulas until you get closer, like, oh. Oh, this is weird. That's a furry squid. Well... I guess the only thing I can debunk that with is like the locals t- talking about the eggs and the and the offspring, the tiny little guys. It's almost like they did have you know kind of up close and personal counters with them to know that it was a spider. And but keep in mind, English is not these guys' first first language whatsoever. So it could have been mistranslated. So, well, think about words, right? And them trying to find the best word to describe to describe something. it. It kind of looks like a big tarantula. Tarantula. So Spider or like spider-like in another language could tr- 
you just oh spider mm-hmm. yeah so like a lot of languages consider everything a fish like when they start learning english or language english starts transferring if it lives in the water it's fish it's a fish yeah so crustaceans like crayfish you know clams fish your fish yeah so that's something if it has eight legs or it has a bunch of legs spider spider yeah i get it so that's all i'm getting at with that okay yeah, it could be something is just uh i guess isn't this is my kind of last one kind of not uh these places, not just the Congo, the giant wetlands and swamps around it, are some of the most undiscovered fertile places on the planet. Mm-hmm. A giant spider hideout here is like the least of my worries. So the Sud is a giant swamp on the, now where was it? This is northeast of the Congo, back kind of behind it. Okay. Uh, it's from the Nile Basin, so it kind of doesn't connect, but the watersheds both are in this. It is full of unexplored. Uh, stuff every year that people go in there it's a very dangerous swamp it's right around uh 50 square mi- or fifty thousand square miles it's 21 percent of uh sorry let me get out what country it is, is it sudan okay okay it's 21 percent of sudan's land mass is this swamp oh geez that's and a lot there's almost nobody lives in it right yeah i mean why would you that's horrible uh there is a bunch of increased inhabitation trying in the Lake Victoria, uh, they were trying to raise it uh, in 1961, and a bunch of people died from weird animal bites. <laughs> we not, I'm not laughing at that. It's just weird animal bites, like not. I mean, yeah, spider, but they didn't say nothing in particular. Just weird animal bites. So, weird thing is, is downstream of this swamp, going towards the Congo, there's this thing called the Sea of Giraffes. Sea of giraffes. So it translates to in English. Okay. And sea is kind of, it's kind of, sea is meaning forest, like a sea of green. Right. Okay. So the sea of giraffes is forest of giraffes, which is? Okapi. The Okapi or the Okapi. Okapi, yeah. Either way, there was a forest of the Okapi that they didn't know was living there until the 1990s. Wow. Both locals are calling the sea of giraffes. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. And they don't even know how many is in there. That's pretty awesome. We got to get one, bring it back here. I mean, Toledo has one. We need it in our backyard. Uh, one of the south, the, the just kind of south of the Congo, is the Oka, the Okavajo Delta. Okay. The Okavajo Delta, or mixed with the Okavajo grassland. Uh, this is in Botswana, it's a vast inland delta of the Okavajo River. Uh, this is, it's insane, this basin. Uh, some of the videos on the edge of this is like where you see like the big African like going into this wetland and grassland and stuff like that. It's filmed here. Uh, it floods gigantically seasonally. Okay. Um, some of its famous areas are Crocodile Lagoon, Dumbo Hippo Pool. Uh, there's Lagoon or the Jira Hippo Pool. There's tons of like lagoons and stuff like that. It's famous destinations to see for wildlife. It just sounds like, yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a place you don't want to just kind of nose around in. also salt islands in the S- middle of it. Salt islands? It's the end of a giant ocean. Oh, okay. An ancient ocean. So there's a bunch of salt deposits there, yeah, I'm the guessing? Yeah, island, like there's humongous islands out in this delta. Uh, I was trying to get to some, like all the, the big five, Africa's big five all live inside this delta. Okay. And are insanely hard to study. There's a chance that some of the uh, the black and white rhinos, I think it's the whites that went extinct in the wild, the the, the western whites. There's a chance some of them are still out here hmm. and they're looking for them. Uh, it's also where the African bush elephant lives is endemic to. So the second species of African elephant. 
They're a lot smaller, much more like an Asian elephant. Gotcha. Okay. There's also uh, plains, zebras, giraffes live out in the swamp, as well as... Okapi. Oca- o- yeah. But baboons, monkeys, crocodiles, aardwolves, like bear-eared foxes. They're all kinds. Spotted hyenas. Ooh, We've talked about them a lot. Our friends. Aardvarks and wild dogs. Aardvarks. Is there aardvarks in America? No. Let's bring them here, too. Okay. Let's start a population. It's also home to 71 species of game fish, including tigerfish and tilapia. Mm. Tons of catfish species. The African sharp-toothed catfish also lives here, and they'll bite your penis off. (laughs) I don't want to go to this region. I'm beginning to, like, you know, home and appreciate home more and more and more every day. So what I'm getting at is this part of the world still has vast wilderness that is relatively unexplored. Yes. And like you said earlier, the locals know it's there. Right. Literally, we're calling this forest the Sea of Giraffes. But they're not white and biologists, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't count. So imagine being told the Sea of Giraffes. Like it translates, what the hell are you talking about, Sea of Giraffes? (laughs) Then you go and you're like, oh. Oh, I would would be in heaven. Giraffes live in here. I would be in heaven. One day, one day I will have a, a saddle on a giraffe. And I will just be cruising one day. So what's your overall thoughts of the giant spiders of the Congo? I think they're there, 100%. I just think I think they're there. I believe it. Now, the size may be exaggerated. Maybe. I might even say that's 100% like uh, possibility is where that, that it's no way they can be that big. I think they could be that big. Um, I think... That they can't be that big, but not for the reasons that were previously discussed. Yeah. I think there's a lot of other animals out there mm-hmm. that would make it very difficult for them to re-evolve to these sizes. Mm-hmm. But it is the Congo. It is the Congo. It so is the Congo. So that's where it's... Aren't the, aren't the plants and stuff even bigger there, too? I mean, there's like, a jungle. I mean... Right. But I thought, like, there was, like, like huge... Like, the leaves are, like, just ginormous I mean, in proportion. And kind of a jungle thing, because so, the canopy is so densely locked yeah the leaves get a lot bigger to kind of mm-hmm. like trap and more as much light as they can that's so i i just don't know like oh i yeah, i guess that makes a lot of sense i just think congo's so unexplored um and there's just already so much weird going on there that i do 100 percent believe in some of these accounts you know the credible the accounts that i consider to be credible but re- relying or leaning on the locals and their stories and I, I just, I tend to believe them a bit more than I do. Uh, oh, no, I definitely think you should always, like, whatever the locals are saying. But Kelly Bebe is an example where it's just been, could have been so many people are going. Mm-hmm. And the people are asking about this as well. Like, Monster Quest also did this while they were looking for the McKelly and Bebe. And then they had them draw it for them. Mm-hmm. And, yep, do the same thing. Yep. So this could have be very well tainted. It could be a spider-like thing is what, yeah. also. It could be crabs. Could be. It could be some giant crab. There are jungle crabs. There's tons of jungle crabs. Could be crab people. It could be crab people. No, I'm in the camp that it's probably a two foot giant spider. Yeah, like as in it's like a two foot wide giant spider, and people are seeing which are quite large. Yeah, there's a huge spider. Yeah, that's still small dog size. That's changer shorts worthy. You know, that's probably a two pound, three pound spider. Yeah, no thanks. I wonder if they taste good. People eat a lot of tarantulas. I think tarantulas fine. I mean, you gotta cook them along because you get the hair off them. Well, yeah, crab tastes good. I wonder if, like, you roll out the big giant spider legs. Hmm. I wonder if that'd be good. 
I know most people just like cook them over a fire and eat the whole thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they curl up into a little ball because mm-hmm. their exoskeletons are not as thick as crabs. So I think most people just eat that too. Yeah, extra nutrients. Yeah, so I'm going that. It's was it like two foot spider that's still out there that is the locals now exist, mm-hmm. and that everybody's exaggerating a little bit because it's a very odd thing to see. Right. Yeah. So we're both in agreement that there's a big spider in the Congo. Right. I think so. I think everything is in the Congo. Yeah, I do too. Whether it's a, the giant snakes we covered or Michele and Bembe, the Paraceratherium. Or giant ground sloths that still exist. That's am, that's that's the uh, Amazon. Oh, sorry. The map of glory. That's right. And Mexico. Excuse me. I've seen in Mexico a lot. Oh, yeah. And New York. <laughs> that wasn't a giant sloth. Big Jim just beat that thing to death. Uh, if you're a long listener of the show, you can get that reference. Yeah, go look on YouTube for giant ground sloth beat with shovel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have been the great and powerful mystery. What? I, I am the clone king, Jay. Is that what he called me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week with more fun and exciting stuff. Bye. Thank you for listening to Crips of the Corn podcast. Please share with a friend you think would like us. It's the best way to help our show grow. Leave a comment, rate us, a five-star review. And remember, there is always extra content on Patreon slash Crips of the Corn.com. And don't forget, stay magical.